Great to have your company here on the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. Well, the FINA World Championships continue, but we have finished all the action in the pool. Australia have finished second on the medal table behind the United States. 17 medals in total, six gold, nine silver and two bronze, and the emerging talent for Australia seems to be Molly O'Callaghan joining us now for his full wrap of what happened in the pool. It's Ian Hanson. Hanso, good morning. Yes, Paul, Jared, how are you, boys? Very well, thank you, Hanso. Just saying there, uh, it's been a great time for the Aussies in the pool, finishing second to America, considering we didn't have Emma McKeon or Ariane Titmus there, but it seems uh, the star to emerge for the Aussies was Molly O'Callaghan. Yeah, Molly O, she's, um, she really has um, emerged through these World Championships in the absence of those two superstars to um, to come through and and didn't she deserve it after what she did in the at the Olympics? I mean, a lot of us thought that she probably should have been in the, in, in those eight, in the A team in that four by two hundred in that in uh, in Tokyo. But she bought it a time. Was a heat swimmer, won two gold medals as a heat swimmer, um, and uh, she just went about a business. And and when came back into training, uh, just seventeen years of age then, and now she's eighteen and the youngest swimmer in thirty years um, to win that uh, coveted. Uh, 100 freestyle gold medal. Um, I was actually at, at those last world titles that uh, Nicole Hazlett from the USA uh, was 18 in 1991 in Perth. And, um, and 30 years later, Molly O, um, without um, the, the Campbell sisters, without Emma McKeon, has just shown just how much depth this, um, this women's team has and exciting times ahead for her. Uh, I mean, she's finished this, these titles with, um, with six medals, three gold and three silver a world record in the 4 by one mixed um, medley relay, and now she's got the Com Games. We're going to give her a bit of time off between now and, uh, and Birmingham and uh, freshen her up, but um, how exciting is it for, um, for her and her family and, um, and the whole crew down there at St. Peter's Western to have this emerging superstar um, right in Brisbane in the, um, in the Dean Boxall stable down there at St. Peter's Western? And um, looking forward to, um, you know, all the talk. Uh, of course, it's um, immediately about the Common Games, but you're reading all the reports and the interviews with, uh, with the head coach, Rowan Taylor. Um, it's all about Paris. And I think that um, uh, the next Olympics in Paris, to, uh, to see Molio coming through the ranks over the next couple of years, exciting times ahead. You're right, uh, Hanso. And 17 years of age, it, it sounds pretty young. I, I suppose maybe going back 15 or 20 years ago, that was sort of... The peak period for swimmers, 17 to 20, but now there's a bit more longevity in the, in the caper. Well, there certainly is, and you've got to hand it to um, to athletes like Bronte and Kate Campbell and Emily Seabom, um, who um, have taken a um, um, a sabbatical, if we can call it that, between uh, between Olympics, and it's it's good that they can do that. We, you don't want to lose um, that, that 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 talent that's been there, done that, because they really have such a huge influence on the young ones coming up. I mean, I remember uh, Don Talbot and some of his team talks um, back in the um, in leading up to Sydney that um, he wanted to gather all the talent, the young ones, the old ones. He didn't want to see anyone retire. He wanted to see the old ones keep the pressure on the young on the young ones coming up as well, give them something to strive for. Um, and it, it's sh- certainly showing dividends now in, um, in our depth in the women's program. And the men are getting their... Um, slowly but surely as, as well, to be able to, to nurture some of those young guys um, coming through, uh, like the Isaac, uh, Isaac Coopers of this world and in the backstroke ranks. We're going to need Isaac to be um, at his best because Mitch Larkin uh, just can't keep on keeping on. Um, he's emerging through um, uh, three Olympics and other world championships. We need these young ones to come through for Paris 
no doubt about that. And so one of our listeners asked this morning, uh, what's the story with Shana Jack? Is she going to be able to overcome that broken hand and compete at Birmingham? Yeah, good question. I mean, she's come home with a hand in plaster and I reckon that um, between her her absolute grit determination and, um, and the Medicos, um, within uh, the Swimming Australia um, uh, fraternity, getting them, uh, getting her ready to go. I, I think that um, look, fingers crossed that she's going to be okay. She's got uh, she's got time on her hands. I mean, she's um, the games start on the 28th of um, of July. The day one of the pool is the 29th. It really is. Um, I wrote in Swimming World last week that it really is a race against time. Um, but if anyone can do it, she can. Um, and let's just hope that um, they can pull a few miracles and um, and get her back in the water. But even talking about that depth, I mean, losing her, uh, Shana, mid midstream in these world championships, um, once again, uh, pressure goes on the young ones, and they delivered. And um, it's quite extraordinary. I mean, the depth over the over the years has always laid in the American camp, um, and they've been able to have relays where they can swim four in the in the heats and and just replace those four with four in the finals. And that's the way it's getting with us. So um, Shane is another one. Uh, but let's just hope that they can um, can work their uh, their magic and um, get her on the plane over to Birmingham and um, and get her in the pool where she belongs. Well, it is only four weeks away. So whilst she might appear to have time on her side, I guess it depends on how bad the break is, Hans. So because uh, as we know, I mean, you really need all of your body functioning uh, properly to be able to swim at that level, particularly your hands or your arms. Absolutely, but she, um, I mean, even though she, uh, she, I think the day after she broke the hand in in Budapest, she was back in the pool. She was back in the pool kicking. <laughs> um, and the coaches, um, I mean, these sort of accidents have happened before. We've obviously rehab with shoulders and, and, um, and, and arms and hands that, um, that, that our, our guys, um, you know, have, have had these injuries over the years. And they, they get back in and kick. I remember Daniel Kowalski going through that. He used to do kick session after kick session after kick session, and it does, it really does, um, you know, it's money in the bank moving forward. If you can't use your arms, then uh, give those legs a workout, and that's what they do. And so uh, that's that's the news from the pool. We know you also cover triathlon. So what's, what's happening with the Aussies as far as international triathlete meets are concerned? Yeah, well, we've just named our um, our Commonwealth Games team, and they're um, most of them have been in in Montreal um, racing at the World um, Triathlon Championship Series, the World Championships over a, a series there. So they get plenty of racing, and we really need that racing experience. And um, we've had um, some good races um, in a, a new event, a, um, a, a Super Sprint Eliminator, um, and it's um, it's over the short course distance. Uh, they started on um, on Friday, went through to Saturday. They had um, a couple of heats, a ripper charge, and then into three rounds in the final. Um, our guys didn't quite make the top ten because um, it went right down. It was cutthroat racing, and um, a bit uh, we had the likes of uh, a couple of new faces in Brandon Copeland, who finished eleventh in the um, in the men's race, and Natalie Van Coveden, who's been around some time, but she's in our Commonwealth Games team, and uh, that's a race that they're looking to put into triathlon for the 2028. Um, Olympics in LA, a third event, uh, the Super Sprint Eliminator. I think it's an absolute no-brainer. It's going to be a, a great event to have a third event for the Olympics. So that's um, that's going on in Montreal. It finished yesterday, but now they're lining up in about five minutes' time, boys, for the uh, the World Triathlon Mixed Relay um, Championship. We saw our swimmers win the mixed relay 
um, in the pool. And now we've got the likes of Brandon Copeland, who's earned his spot in the team, um, lining up with Jacob Bertwistle. Of course, Jacob is our number one male who uh, flew the flag for us in the uh, in this relay at the Commonwealth Games when we beat the Pommers for, um, for the gold. And Natalie Van Coven and, and Jazz Hedgeland will be in this mixed relay about to start. We've won that, uh, that, that race once before. We've had... Uh, Four silvers and a gold, and um, this is all leading into um, into the into the Birmingham race as well. So there'll be a mixed relay in Birmingham, um, and um, yeah, the French are the team to beat here, but the Brits will be the ones to beat in Birmingham. But um, um, full uh, full mark to the Aussie uh, Aussie team. Let's hope they can um, get on the podium uh, in about an hour's time. Well, Hans, are you? We're going to be joining you a lot in the next coming weeks from Birmingham. Uh, uh, let's hope we can replicate some of this success here at the World Championships. Uh, We've always been successful at the Commonwealth Games. I'm sure this will be no different. Always a pleasure, Hanso. You're always so pleasure, very, guys. very positive. We love hearing from you. We'll chat again soon. Yep. Thanks, guys.